Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Open your Bibles, um, if you can, with me to Mark chapter 5. I'm not going to preach for long. Um, I'm just going to share something that I felt God lay on my heart this week for us. <clears throat> and uh, it's taken from the story in Mark chapter 5 where God, uh, we see Jesus um, again doing miracle working power in the lives of people. And this story is interesting because it's a story where a woman um, snatches a miracle, steals a miracle, sneaks up. And uh, when Jesus, if you can put it this way, didn't expect and, uh, and reaches out, even though he did expect, even though he acted like he didn't, he's God, so he knows everything. Um, and she, she stole a miracle, and uh, if you like. And uh, it's, it's the story of the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. Now a certain woman came, a certain woman had a flow of blood or an issue of blood for 12 years. And had suffered many things from many physicians. She'd spent all that she had and was no better, but grew worse. When she had heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of this affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you or surrounding you or pushing up against you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. It's a great story, and uh, I think it's a, it's, it's a very easy story to preach, really, um, because there's so many, I think, powerful principles that we can apply to our own lives when it comes to areas in our lives that we need a miracle in, that we need a breakthrough in. There are um, cultural elements that surround this story that we need to be reminded of because the cultural elements that surround the story um, show us how difficult this woman's situation really was for her on so many levels. It touches on it a little bit in the story where it refers to the help that she's tried to get from doctors. Um, she's sought out doctor after doctor um, and done all of the different remedies and, and medications and practices that they've told her that she needs to do. It's quite bizarre if you actually study it and look at what um, the Old Testament law said that a woman in her position should go and do. We're not talking about um, her going down to CVS and trying a pill. It was very different to that in those days. They would give her these random different things that she would do. And, and they were quite bizarre, in fact, so bizarre that, that as we read about when she would go and do them, not only did these things not help her, that she actually got worse. How disheartening for this woman, not only... Um, is it been something that has drained her finances? Um, but this woman, because of this issue in her life, it's affected not just her finances, but it's affected also her relationships. Now, the Bible actually says, the law says that this woman, because of her issue, because of her situation, she cannot be around people. 
It doesn't just mean that she can't hang with people or go to the parties. It means that she actually cannot be around her own family members. So this issue has not only just affected her finances, uh, now it's affecting her marriage because she can't be with her husband. She can't even be in the same house as her husband. So it's affecting her finances. It's affecting her marriage. It's affecting also her children. She can't raise her children. She can't be with her children. She can't spend time with her friends. It's affecting her finances. It's affecting her marriage. It's affecting her children. It's affecting her friendships. So she cannot have interaction with friends. She can't go and kick it down at the mall with her friends. She can't go and eat food with people. She can't. So because of all of these different areas of her life, now it's created loneliness in this person because she's got no one that she can hang out with, no one that she can spend time with. So now she's an isolated. She's not just someone who's physically sick. Now it's sick. this sickness has caused a marriage breakdown, financial issues, isolation and loneliness in her life. I'm trying to help you realise how significant this issue is for this woman. One of the things that I like though about this woman and one of the things that I want to give credit to her for is the fact that despite all of these other areas in her life that had been affected, she was still able to identify that these areas that were being affected were all connected to a root cause in her life and that was this one illness. Now that sounds like a simplistic thing to say because it's so obvious to us in this story what her issue is. But we see this woman coming to Jesus because she needs a physical healing. She doesn't come to Jesus saying, Lord, would you heal my finances? Her finances were being radically affected, but she recognised that her finances were just the effect. They were not the cause. The sickness was the cause. The finance was what, being, what was being affected. She didn't come to Jesus and say, can you please heal my marriage? My marriage is breaking down because she recognised the marriage breaking down was the effect, but the issue of blood was the cause. That I think sometimes we can come into church and we bring our issues before God and we say, Lord, I got this issue this week in my finances and I need my business to grow and it's not growing and I need help in my marriage and I need help with my kids. And really what we probably need to do half the time is ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us some root issues that are probably linked to multiple effects in our life. And if we get healing in the root issue, then the other areas will follow case. That she recognised, you know what? These are all connected to one thing. That maybe what we're focusing on and the area in our life that we are focusing on is not the area that needs fixing. Maybe you're focusing on God, grow the business. God, grow the business. Why can I get a breakthrough financially? Why cannot God grow the business? Maybe the business growing is not the issue that needs restoring and fixing. Maybe it's your dependence upon God to be your provider and not the business. 
Maybe if God, you allowed God to do a work in your heart in trusting Him and putting Him first in your life and not the business, you've allowed the business to become the idol. The business is what you worship. That's why you cannot get breakthrough. Isn't it interesting that the same thing that you're praying for breakthrough in is the same area that's causing holding back of the breakthrough? But if we could come to God and say, God, would you show me in my life? Where are the root causes? What are the root causes in my life that could be causing multiple dysfunction? Maybe the the turmoil that's surrounding you is a result of the trouble that's within you. That if we could come to God and say, Lord, these are the root issues in my life. I've got a root issue of fear. In my life, that fear is affecting my marriage. Fear is affecting how I raise my children because I'm so petrified in fear that they're going to go off the wrong track that now I'm trying to control them and I'm controlling my children. And now because I'm controlling them, they're starting to rebel. And you're coming to God saying, God, deal with rebellness in my kids. But if you would understand, it's linked to the control that you're operating in that's coming from a root issue of fear. If you come to God and say, God, deal with my fear, things would start to fall in line in your life. It's a strategy of the enemy to try and get us distracted, chasing all of the different effects it's having. When if we could ask the Holy Spirit, reveal the cause and say, God, deal with the cause. I want to give this woman credit because she doesn't come to Jesus and say, deal with my finances, heal my marriage, help my loneliness. She comes to him and say, I've got an issue and I need a healing. I've preached this story before. I've read it so many times before. And when I think of this story, there are things that immediately come to my mind and maybe for many of us here as well. I think of this story and I think of perseverance. You know, I think of pushing through. And it pre- that preaches good. We, we like stuff like that. I like stuff like that. Those are, those are the sort of sermons that, that are, you want to preach. They're easy to preach. Um, they preach themselves. We shout, we scream and we get pumped. We talk about pushing through the crowd. That's, that's, we read this story and we say, this is what this woman did. This was what I, I wanted to preach to you. I, I worked out this sermon. It was, it, was, it was a great sermon. I felt really good about it. And I worked it out and it, it was going to go something like this about how you need to push through to get to your breakthrough. And, and, and how you need to, there are certain people that might get in the way between you and your breakthrough and how you need to move those people out of the way. And I was going to tell you to touch five people and tell them, get out of my way. And we were all going to shout. That's, that's how it was going to work. It was going to be this awesome, amazing moment. I was so excited for it. Um, I was going to preach about pushing through the obstacles. I was going to preach about that as well. That was going to be a part in it where it's like, even though you may feel sick, what the devil's done in your life across 12 years, God can fix in one moment, touch somebody and say, it's about to happen. And that was going to be another one of those moments. It's about to happen. One, two, three, give God some prayer. You feel it? It feels good, doesn't it? I had it all worked out. I had it all planned and, and I'm making light of it, but, but while those, those are, and they are powerful and, and, and I'm, 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 I'm making light of these different things because there is 
room for perseverance in the kingdom of God. Absolutely. There is room for pushing through. But the moment uh, I started to read this story and read over it some more in relation to the sermon that I had prepared, I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, that's not, that's not me. That's you. And that's good. And it'll be good. But I want you to preach something else out of this story. And I was like, God, that's, that's not what is, doesn't sound as good as what I had. I felt like I had something better. <laughs> Do you ever talk to God like he needs your help? Hey, God, what about this instead? He's like, okay, well, seven days. I know what I'm doing. I'm pretty good. So I said, okay, God. I started to read this story some more and I started to study it some more. And I saw this woman in a totally different light to what I've seen her before. I've seen her before as this woman of strength, despite her obstacle. I've seen this woman before. Um, as somebody that perseveres, as someone that is bold, as someone, when you think about what society says she should be doing, it all points to this woman is bold. That's, that's how I've seen her before. I saw her as someone that pushed through the crowd, of someone that was willing to get on her hands and knees to get to her miracle. I saw her as somebody that didn't care what people thought about. She cared more about her breakthrough than people's opinions. I've seen her like that light before. But then the more I studied that, the more I saw her in a different light, that I didn't see this woman necessarily as somebody that was bold. I saw her more as somebody that was quite broken. That I didn't see her as somebody that was necessarily hungry as much as I saw her as somebody that was, that was hurting. And I started to, to look at the text in a totally different light. I started to think of this woman and think of the strategy that she came up with to reach out to Jesus and grab a hold of his, his garment. Where did that come from? Where did, she, where, where, where did she come up with that? She didn't just pluck that out of nowhere. She was the first person to do this in Scripture. We don't hear of it. There's no precedent for this type of method of miracle. So where did she come up with it? It would suggest that she was familiar with the law. That this woman, maybe she did have a lot of faith when she woke up that day and heard that Jesus is coming to town. I want you to go with me for a moment. Maybe she woke up and she thought, Jesus, the healer is coming to town. I am ready to go. I'm going to get a breakthrough out of this guy come hell or high water. 12 years of what the enemy's tried to do. He's about to turn around now in a moment. And then she remembered what the law said. And then I saw the faith slowly draining from her. She started to read Leviticus where it says that someone who's in her position is not allowed to leave her house. And then she starts to think, how am I, how am I going to get my miracle? I can't leave my house. Not only did the law say that, the law said that she was not allowed to touch anybody. How am I going to get my miracle? I can't even touch him. A little bit more faith was drained out of her as she realized the reality of her situation. And as she begins to read some more, she sees that not only she cannot touch him, but he can't even touch her. How, how am I going to get my healing if he can't touch me? I can't touch him. I can't get to him. I can't leave 
the house, how am I, how am I? And then little bit by little bit, I saw her faith slowly draining from her. But then as I read the story, and then she makes this comment, I saw a little bit of faith come back. As she begins to strategize and think to herself of all of the things that she cannot do. As process of elimination and all of these different avenues that she would typically use to try and get her miracle disintegrate to nothing because of this Old Testament law. I see this woman coming up with this random idea because the law didn't mention anything about her not being able to sneak a quick touch of his garment. And there in that moment, this this broken, hurting, insecure, lonely, desperate woman got a little bit of faith. This was what I saw. Just she didn't actually get a lot of faith. She just got a little bit. And she went over the plan in her mind and said, all I need to do. I know the law says I shouldn't be here. I know all of these reasons surround me why I should not be able to get my breakthrough. But all I need to do, if I could just get to his garment, then I'm going to get healed. And what gave me encouragement in it is when I read it like that, I actually found myself identifying more so with this woman in this light than I did the other light. Because when I saw the woman in the other light of someone who is pumped up and someone who is believing and someone who is desperate and someone who is going to push anyone out of the way, it's not as realistic for me for my day-to-day life because the reality is when I wake up and I'm facing challenges and I'm facing difficulties, I find it hard sometimes to get pumped up. I do. I don't know about you, but for me, when I go through like this woman and I look at the law and I look at the limitations and I look at the reasons why not and I look at the struggles and I look at my fears and I look at my insecurities and I look at what I can't do. I don't know about you, but I don't walk out of the house every single morning like I'm going to go conquer the world. Come on, Ben, let's do this. I, I don't. I know that may make you feel like you don't want to come back here because you'd love a pastor that had a little bit more faith. But I'm just preaching to you real honest this morning. Half the time I don't feel full, full of faith. So when I saw her in this different light, it gave me a little bit of hope. Because I thought, you know what? The other woman, the bold woman, the persevering one, That one's harder for me to identify with. But this one, I get her. I get this chick. I get get what it feels like to feel like you don't even know if the breakthrough is necessarily going to happen or not. I get, I get what it is to feel like there is every obstacle in the world around you telling you why not. I can identify with that woman. And because I can identify with that woman, I draw some strength from this story, knowing that this woman left the house not feeling full of faith. 
feeling probably 90% full of fear, but she did have just a little bit of faith. And I wanted to come this morning and preach this real simple message to you to encourage you this week that all you need to receive what God has for you is not a lot, but just a little bit. That maybe you don't feel like you've got the faith and I know we talk about it and there is merit to it, but I wanna preach this story from a different angle that maybe you don't feel like I don't have the faith. I'm gonna get face to face with God and get in the presence of God and get my breakthrough. And I'm walking out. Maybe the reality is that you don't feel like that, but maybe you've got enough faith to think maybe I could just get the garment. Because you've got to understand this is where grace kicks in. Because the problem is, is when we think that we are full of faith and we get our breakthrough, our fullness of faith gets all the glory and not our God. But when I come not being full of, but just with a little bit and I get my breakthrough, the little bit falls away to nothing and God gets all the faith and God gets all the glory because I know that it wasn't because of anything I did and it was everything because of what He provided. It's not about me is all about Him. I didn't come. I've got to be honest. Can I be honest? You know I'm going to be anyway. I didn't come this morning to preach full of faith. You know what I did? I just brought a little bit with a lot of fear, a lot of insecurity, a lot of uncertainty, but I got a little bit. But I feel okay about my little bit. And I'm confident in the little bit I brought because I read about a God in Scripture who knows what it is to just take a little bit. Like a boy that only had lunch and he fed 5,000. Like a woman that only had two mites and he saw that as a greater offering. I wanna tell you, you serve a God whose power is made perfect in your weakness. Quit worrying about trying to pull it all together before you come to Him. Just bring Him your little bit and you watch Him Add to your little His much and He will get all the glory. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot. I've just got a little. See, it's not about what you're full of. It's about what you're focused on. Because sometimes I feel like I've got to get a mustard seed. And while all of this other stuff is hanging on me, and all of this uncertainty, and all of this fear, and all of this hurt, and all of this insecurity, and all of this doubt, and all of this unbelief is all around me screaming at me. Sometimes I feel like I'm just doing this. I've got a little bit. I've only got a mustard seed. But I'm going to focus on the mustard seed and it will keep me dependent upon Him. Lest my effort and my energy get the glory. Because the problem is, is when we operate 
out of that effort and out of that energy and out of that striving. When God is as good as He always is and does give us the miracle, we start thinking, man, I got my miracle because I fasted. I prayed. I believed. I went to church every day. I was seeking God. I was up early. You were. And that's awesome. But that's not why you got your breakthrough. You got your breakthrough simply because your God is good. And all that time you thought you were earning it, you were working for something that He had already done anyway. And all you need to do is simply receive by faith, by a little bit of faith. She just reached out and said, if I just get His garment, I'm going to get a breakthrough. I don't know what you came in with. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know what you're believing for. But I do know this, that you serve a God who's attracted to just a little bit. And don't worry about trying to pull it all together and try and get full of faith. I don't feel full of faith, ever. But I focus on that little bit of faith that I do have. Because His power is made perfect in my weakness. And I just wanted to encourage you this morning. That your God is doing mighty things in your life. That He has already gone before you. That you're about to walk into your miracle and you don't even know it. You're going to stumble upon breakthrough that you didn't earn and that you cannot pay for. Not because you've got a lot, but because you've just got a little. And when you bring your little, He is so faithful. And He'll touch that little. And He will do much. And you will stand back and be amazed and simply give God the glory knowing how small a part you really did play. Because it's not about us. And it's all about Him. And we don't deserve anything, but He pours it out because He's good and He's faithful and He's mighty. And I don't know what you're dealing with, what you're going through. But I wanted this word to be an encouragement to you this week. Take your little. Maybe you feel like giving up. That's all right. I I don't doubt this woman felt like that as well. But she just got her little. Maybe you don't feel like you can pull together all this faith and all this. But that's all right. Just get a little bit. Because he only needs a mustard seed. Where did we get this idea that it had something to do with us? Don't have anything to do with us. We're spending so much effort and so much energy trying to build this faith and gather all this faith and generate all this faith. And God's out there saying, All I need is a mustard seed. Like, what are you wasting your time for? Just do bring the mustard seed. Let me do the rest. See how it's a shift in our thinking. But see, religion, a religious spirit will try to cause us to think that we got to do it in our own strength, in our own effort. Because if this woman had given in to that, she would have never even left the house in the first place. 
because that's what religion said she couldn't do. And some of us remain where we are because we're so caught up thinking it's about what we can do in the natural. When it's not, it's all about what He's already done in the Spirit. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.